Alright, here we go. Everybody get ready in three, two, one. Live, Live from the top of Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros, and the Caxton Hotel. On 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app, this is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. While you're on the internet, I assume you downloaded the podcast on the internet. You don't get it sent to you, burnt on a CD or something. Who are you talking to? No. Sarah from Ashgrove's here talking best burger. This is what I mean. While you're on the internet, go to triplem.com.au. Oh, Vote okay. for the best burger, Mardo, yeah. because we're trying to track it down in... Triple M's best of Brisbane. I'm just grabbing this. This is a tasty burger. Barbecue Mafia, Cooperoo, mate. Oh, what a good name, Barbecue Mafia. That's what Sarah reckons. She's in Ashgrove and she's heading over to Cooperoo. The burgers oh, are that good. She's going, what's that, a dozen suburbs to get to a burger. That means it is good. Go and try the Mafia Double Patty Smash Cheeseburger. Double Patty Smash Cheeseburger. No extras needed on this beauty. She's just all flavour. Sarah, any of these inside jobs? Like, is there any chance Sarah works at... Oh, it doesn't matter. But, that's, enca- but that, that's actually encouraged. It's fine. We yeah. don't give a shit. So you get there and then people have got to vote. So you've got to have people. That's it. Nominate the place you work. Yeah. Nominate a burger you love. Triplem.com.au. Get mm. people to vote. They can win a 1000 bucks for voting and you can win all the glory that comes with being crowned Triple M's best of Brisbane. This is a tasty burger. What else do we do today? Uh, yeah, oh, we helped out South Reggie. Yeah, yeah, we helped out Reggie and his mate uh, Justin. You'll just, hear it coming up on the podcast. They got flooded in yesterday. They Mardo just revenerated. They just um, what did they do? What did what did Justin yeah. say? They just done their house up. Let me find it. Uh, sorry. Uh, here you go. You've just redone this place after 2022. Yeah, pretty much after the last floods, we finally got it done. Revenerated all up. Revenerated. Uh, Revenerated all up. Care from South McLean down in Jimboom says, hey, a Total Tools in Lismore will be great. And Total Tools came to the rescue today with two grand's worth of tools to get just, uh, to get, uh, well, is Reggie underway again. Incredible. Yeah. Total Tools in Lismore, and that's what Pete Timms from Total Tools said, what? He was happy to come on because he got to say he opened up his store. You reckon they know a thing or two about flooding in Lismore? Oh, God. My retired parents on the pension of mum's brother's house went under two years ago yep. when Lismore flooded. Not funny. The insurance company gave them the big finger, so they've been slowly rebuilding it alone when they can afford bits so they can live in it again. Christ. The, Lismore is, was ground zero of that flood two years ago. They've been living in their camper in the backyard for two years till it's done. Mother, mum's brother lost all his tools, so had to buy new tools and borrow what they can to build the house themselves. Kev, tell them to go into Total Tools down there. Pete's just opening and say, Marto said, look after me. What will that do? It may Will get it? security to escort you out to your vehicle. <laughs> Immediately banned. Hey, Kev. What do you do with Lismore? There's the people there clearly like living there, but do we have to divert the water around I told you, my brother used to run the shopping centre there. And it just goes underwater all the time. Uh, you need to abandon ship. It was oh. funny when it was a logging town with eight people living in it. Like That was 140 years ago when they used to float. All, and they used the water for good, not evil. Float the logs down the river, down the Tweed. But it's an intersection of waterways. Yeah. And the mountain range there just brings all it's the water right down into town. In the, it's right where that... Wilson River runs into that. Oh, God. It's bloody. They oh, should man. be living up. My son lives down there at Alston Vale. They should be living up in the hills. That's where the shopping centres yeah. should be. And and you get a lovely mudslide every few years oh, on those God. hills as oh, well. No. But it's a beautiful part of the world. I get it. I know where you want to live there, but they've got to make a decision it together. Should be part in this of Southeast Queensland. Yeah, it all. Byron should be everything. Mm. 
What's, anyway. Rick, what's Rick from Tanamera want? Hey, Triple M, can we show some love to the HVAC and fridges out there? I think he means fridge mechanics. What's HVAC? Uh, anyway, young... F- oh... A young fella got electrocuted and passed away yesterday in Sydney. A bit sombre coming into work today. Must have been Rick's company's arm down. He must have Sydney and Brisbane. Oh. HVAC, by the way, is heating, ventilation and air conditioning. Right. Oh, and That's f- terrible. And fridge mechanics. He got electrocuted. Oh, got to be so careful. We're on the... Oh, well, you're an electrical engineer. You and understand. My brother installs substations for Energex. He, he a lineman. He, no, he was, well, he was kind of involved in that world. Now now he's a subby, so he puts the substations in. Can we just can we just give a rap to all those Energex blokes that put all the power on? They're, they're incredible. They are the real heroes in terms of front line. They go out there straight after or while the storm's just dying away, and, oh, God, they do a good and job. you talk about dying instantaneously. Like, you know, tradies fall off ladders from time to time. Mm. A lot of that can be prevented with safety. But you touch the wrong wire mm. in a shit house without... Uh, in, um, the green, the, uh, the other thing. Yeah. We're, listen to this. We're on the front line. He's talking about all the fridges and um, and uh, heat heat insulation. But we're on the front line, keeping you guys cool in these hot and humid conditions. A shout out to this young rock star. Rest in peace, young man. Thoughts are with your family. Yeah, you don't deserve to go to work as a fridgy and not make it home. Terrible. That's rubbish, Rick. Get in touch, mate, if there is some sort of, you know, charity benefit or something going on. Yeah, we could uh, try and help out here on Triple M. Look after yourselves, fellas. Well, yeah, be some, safe, huh? but you never know. I'm not saying it's this young bloke's fault. Something could have been. Anyway. Yeah, often in those old houses, they don't have. Have the, you ever been whacked? Switch. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But it was the, the house had the the switch. What do they call it? The um, the current detection. Yeah. Thirty milliamps difference between active and neutral. Yeah. If there's more than thirty milliamps, which is what it takes applied across your heart to kill you. Yeah. All the power in the house switches off. Yeah, Boom. that's what's supposed to happen. Straight away. But yeah. You get these shit old houses. Yeah, that don't, don't have that. It. Yeah. But I've had it before trying to fix an old amp. Uh, like an amplifier for speakers. And I touched something and then boom, all the, there was a, a I tiny did it doing a GPO. Pulling the, the face of the GPO off, just disconnecting. I thought it was off. It was live. And next thing you know, I ended up four metres across the other side of the room going, <laughs> what happened there? Did the power go out? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. an RCD. It's called what would happen residual if not... current device. Well, I love you, how you, you die. Sparkies will always tell you if you if you're going to test something, <laughs> test it with the back of your hand. Because if you test it with your palm, yeah, you, you go like that. You go, you grip how, it. How about test it with a did. test it with a multimeter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, dodgy constructions was the name of my building yeah. company. <laughs> with the back of your hand, that's right. Because hand, AC you won't, you won't current will make you. You know, grip. grip, and next like thing that. you know, you, you're dead. DC current will give you a terrible burn, mm. but AC current's what can interrupt your um your heartbeat. And your heart's fairly oh. important, Marto. As you you did anatomy mm. at university, yeah, your heart it's, it's, it's a fairly critical part of being um that alive. The brain. Well, there's, hang on, there's a lot of people getting around yeah. with the brain. The penis, <laughs> it's an important organ. They're all important. They all work together. They work together in synch- in synchronized, yeah, in a synchronized I, fashion. I should have played that when you were talking about um, Prince uh, Charlie coming oh, up. Oh, the penis enlargement. Oh, no, you got that coming up. He's got Britain baffled, hasn't he? Why they all I think he. They all think. They all think he got something done with his prostate. And he's got this huge willy because what's the joke? He just wants his, his proctologist. Camilla took the um, Camilla took the stitches out with those big horse teeth of hers. She got down no, there. No, the proctologist Charles is just hoping oh. that his proctologist has fingers smaller than him. Yeah. Try to relax your anus. <laughs> you want to hear a really bad joke? Yeah. Did I tell you this one the other day? The guy goes in to get the penis enlargement. Yeah. Well, he goes in with a stutter. 
doctor, I need some help. And the doctor says, ah, checks him over and everything's fine. He says, mate, this is a weird question, but how big's your penis? And the guy goes, oh, he gets it out. It's like 11 inches long, big penis. And the doctor says, what's happened here? Is it happened sometimes? Too much blood is being drawn out of your brain to your penis and you get a stutter. So he goes, oh, what do we do? He goes, we'll do a reduction. So he comes in. The penis guy, reduction never been done in the history of surgery. <laughs> reduces it. Fella wakes up. No stutter. Amazing. He says, Doc, you fixed me. This surgery is amazing. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, well the, 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 the thing is. <laughs> is that terrible? <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> uh, uh, very good. Marto's Thought on Sport. All right, let's get normal here. And what a happy story it was yesterday when Alan Langer and Kevin Walters turned up at St Vincent's, what was it, aged care at Kangaroo Point. Now, you'd think a letter from the King would be the highlight of turning 100, but not when you're a tragic Broncos supporter. Kevin Walters and Alfie Langer dropping in on St Vincent's aged care at Kangaroo Point to surprise centenarian Pauline Burnett and Keith Marshall. Oh, I well, thought we were putting them into the home. They're, they're visiting someone, are they? Oh, yes. and They're, <laughs> they're not staying. Oh, that's good. Well, Kevy's looking magnificent. But in the photo in the Courier Mail today, the uh, Alfie's there standing behind Keith and um, and Miss Bur- Mrs Burnett. What's her name? Pauline. Keith and Pauline. And Alfie looks like he's their parent. He looks like he's 123 years of age. And Ke- there's Keith and Pauline with their birthday cake. Alfie... Anyway, <laughs> take a look at yourself. Oh. Well done, mate. They blew out the candles, the candles and then, of course, it? they couldn't get rid of Alf. Six more songs. Right, Alf. It's 8 p.m. Oh, you can't get rid of the bastard. We've got to get bold and beautiful on, mate. The security came in. Come on, mate, you little fella there. You can go. No, that's the bloke who's 100. He has to stay. (laughs) Get rid of that other fella. Oh, what a price. We know what Keith and Pauline will be wearing when the Broncos open their season in 33 days. What are they wearing? What have they got? Well, nude. Keith's going to kick off uh, in the nude so everyone feels a little bit better. Six more songs. No, put them back. Back on, Keith. Alfie in the nude. Zip him um, up. Wow. First time I've seen Alfie this year. <sighs> um, 33 more days until Las Vegas. Hopefully, don't. Hopefully, don't. Hopefully. Whatever you're thinking of saying about Alfie in Las Vegas, don't. We've been issued a cease and desist. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Excuse me, have some respect. Boo. The Prime Minister of the country is in. Albo, good morning. I'm not sure Good what. morning, mate. He'd Boo, have more credibility mm. if his socks matched. Yeah. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> could you could you not have put some effort in? Albo's in a wonderful suit. And I, I he is he correct. coming in. Have a, have a, a good look at, boo ready. Have a good look at yourself, son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is as good as it gets, Albo. It's beyond Albo. that, Albo. It's Honestly. Tuesday. No, are, you wearing towel, are you wearing towel shorts again? Towel shorts, yes. Would you like to want my mum to make a pair for you? Just to paint the picture for the listeners... There's toweling shorts that basically looks like he's just stepped out of the shower and he's just put a, a bit and, of toweling around him. And, that's... and there's a little black 
socket yeah, and a white socket. And like, can I be honest? I think there's at, it's a shocker at, at, at Marto's advanced stage. There's potentially dribbling going on, right. so he, it's better yes, to just wear and, a towel. And, and, and I won't shorts. talk about the front of his shirt. Well, that's why. That's why you wear <laughs> toweling at my age because you do have some <laughs> leakage problems occasionally. It's like an adult nappy. More, more detail I'm than anyone required. Right. But if I said to you, my mum makes and my wife both make toweling shorts in team colours. Oh, okay. I, if I got you a pair of now, rabbit eyes. Now, now we're talking yeah, all right, all right. red yeah, and yeah, green yeah. toweling shorts. Who doesn't want that? Remember, you wore the socks to the coronation for us. I did. Yeah, the socks. I did. So the next coronation, when we get Will in there, if you're invited, Albert, well, you probably won't be toweling. for a long time. <laughs> You've got to wear toweling shorts for us, all right? Now, now it just... was 70 years between coronations, so I thought it wasn't. South were playing that day. To be fair. Now, listen, um, we've had a couple of calls on our burner phone. One from Peter from Debra rang in with this earlier on, knowing that you were coming. I think the Prime Minister has a lot of questions to answer because I just don't believe that Australians can trust him anymore. Yes, Peter. Yeah, thank you. That was Peter. <laughs> Peter, Peter. Peter from Debra. He's a big listener. Yeah, he loves listening. He'd be listening the, right now. The great naysayer. Yes. Well, he just says no to everything, doesn't yeah. he? That's his and job. This, this is about a tax cut. It's actually not. His, his job is to be an alternative Prime Minister and to come up with something, not just saying no to everything. This is, we're giving a tax cut for every Australian, not just some, and for people in his electorate, almost almost nine in ten, uh, will be better off as a result of what we're doing. Oh, to, to, to people listening now don't know about tax cuts and things. Those well, they'll know when they get their pay packet uh-huh. in July, mm. and guess what? Overwhelmingly, there'll be more money in it. Yeah, so, so run people through that, Albo, because the allegation that they would say is that you had flip-flopped on an election promise, but your response to that is? Is that this is the right thing to do. People are under cost-of-living pressure. My responsibility is to do the right thing, not the easy thing. That's precisely what we're doing uh, by looking after people so that previously, if you were earning under $45,000, you got nothing. So we're giving those people a tax cut. People on average wages of $73,000 will get double the tax cut and the average family, working family with two people working, will get more than double. Okay. 2024, New Year, often a time to reset for a lot of people. Um, I'm not drinking, and that's why sometimes my thoughts are a little bit uh, muddled. Um, it should be helping, mate. Oh, mate. Is it 31st of January already? Don't say we're I think I start drinking gone. tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Just but, after midnight. Oh, he's not yeah. doing I, Feb fast. He's doing I, fluid Feb. I saw, a, uh, <laughs> I saw an article. You had a plan to get elected. You didn't have a plan to govern. Now, all right. From now on, what are we going to do? We've got a lot of things to fix. We absolutely had a plan to govern and that's what we've been doing. So we've already figured out this week, cheaper childcare. We've cut costs by double digits. Uh, That's made a difference. Uh, We've reacted to immediate issues like cost of living pressures, energy. There was an issue, so we brought in a cap on the price of uh, 
gas and, and coal. Well, uh, and just we made uh, a before we move there. off of that, off energy, why won't you listen to any of these people with the uh, micro, with the smaller nuclear uh, reactors, yes. the, the ones that can be moved around? Get, get someone in here, yeah. a single person to come in here and say, here's some dollars to actually yeah. invest in it and it'll happen. So you want private people to do it? Well, of course. What about Twiggy? Why, why should they? Because it doesn't stack up. That's why Twiggy's creating... Is it too expensive? Oh, That's yeah. it just, it's too it's expensive. the most expensive form right. of new energy and uh, by the way, none of it is actually happening uh, anywhere. There's big nuclear power plants. There's plans, uh, happening. but nothing's happened. Plans, yeah. nothing's happened. We need we need change now. But are we going and too quick towards green because nah. we're hurting ourselves? Look, I, I was in Townsville yesterday, yeah. where we're putting seventy million bucks into a new hydrogen hub. There, it's yeah. going to create hundreds and hundreds of jobs. We have the best solar resources in the world, bar none. And we have uh, a great deal to gain, particularly here in Queensland, uh, from the shift that's occurring to global phenomenon, a shift to, to clean energy. We can be not just producing green hydrogen, we can be using that to manufacture things here as well, to create jobs. We've created... Uh, more jobs in our first uh, under two years. Uh, we haven't been there for two years yet. We've already beaten every other previous new government. Over 650,000 new jobs created. Real wages are increasing. And that, together with the tax cuts, we want people to earn more and we want them to keep more of what they earn. Can we move on to something else? We had someone on the show earlier today. Yes, okay. Marco Renai is this fellow's name. I'm not sure if you're aware of him, um, Albo, but he was the Queensland nominee for Australian of the Year. He's got a wonderful program helping out disaffected kids. Have a quick listen We've here. got 220 boys from all over southeast Queensland that are in education, finding jobs, pathways, working with psychologists and Connors assessments and truly changing their lives. I'm inspired, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to roll these programs and support programs all across Queensland because no one's looking after early intervention. So it's twofold, as I'm sure you can understand, Albo. These kids who are doing damage yeah. then actually become not only not doing the damage, they become useful to society. He's got land in Southport, Marto, where he wants to build this facility and he's selling off bricks. He needs 20 million bucks. Well, so he's got 20,000 bricks at $1,000 each. each. But can the government help someone like him? Because he's actually that? helping the government. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And, and Did you meet him? He would have been down a pub. I met them all. You yeah. would have met them all. Uh, I, I had the, uh, the whole lot of them to the lodge, to the Prime Minister's residence for morning tea, and then at the dinner was just inspirational. All the great Australians. Just yeah. amazing. Mm. Does it all, give you hope in the, the future oh, of this country? It, that, that, that it, there's it people in, there curing, literally curing cancer. It the is inspirational. Yeah. The Australians of the year yeah. are just amazing. These, these two professors, one of whom, of course, uh, has uh, Dr Scolia has brain cancer. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he, he's out there. Uh, his speech was extraordinary. He spoke yeah. about he hopes to be around next year. <laughs> yeah. But he's not thinking of himself. He's using himself as a guinea pig. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Well, we're just happy that you didn't make Latrell Mitchell the uh, Australian <laughs> of the Year. My shoulders! For many years running, our boy. Now, listen, just on that, I know we'll turn it quickly to that, but Greg Anglis, now on the <laughs> oh, coaching staff of uh, the Tigers. G.I. Did you see this? I, I, I'm catching up with G.I. this <laughs> afternoon. Oh, yeah. 
He, he, you watch, he, uh, had the full about, he had the full Tigers gear he, on yesterday. He does. Well, he's, he's another a, bloke who goes against his word. He, eh? No, <laughs> he's a good mate of Richo's. Yeah, who's gone across to the Tigers. There's another. And GI does such an amazing job with the Goanna Foundation. Talk about yeah. people helping disadvantaged people. GI has devoted now all of his efforts into helping That's young good. Indigenous particularly boys, but boys and girls, to give them opportunity. He, well, that was the point we wanted to bring up before. Australian. Surely you understand that your gig is it's so hard to manufacture those programs, but if you can find someone doing it, absolutely. they're the ones to fund, right? No, absolutely. So you just give them the cash. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, he is uh, the, all of the, the volunteers. Queensland picked up a couple of gongs. Mm. Uh, Emma McKeon, of course, is yeah. the, the young Australian of the year. And the dinosaur man. At the dinosaur the man. How good, how good was he? He's the volunteer of the year. Yeah. Uh, putting in this extraordinary effort uh, as well. Uh, it was a terrific night, really was. One last one. What do we do with the Gabba, Albo? Do you want to put a nuclear power plant there? We, I mean, <laughs> we, we put the Gabba in, we take it well, out. Are we well, not going to You're not throwing we, money into it, are you, what, anyway? What do we do? Uh, well, we don't know what to do with it up here. Well, I spoke with uh, Stephen Miles, the Premier, yeah. uh, yesterday. They've got this review. It'll come down pretty soon, and I'm sure that they'll make the right decision. Uh, the Olympics is going to be fantastic yeah. for Brisbane. Let's be clear. Before the Sydney Olympics, I, I actually know, know people. I had friends who were like, oh, I'm leaving Sydney yeah. when the Olympics are on. Guess what? Everyone who left regrets it. It was good, Because it? it was yeah. just an amazing time. I think they still have some athletes from some small African nations living <laughs> in Sydney, Albo. Yeah, we, yeah, well, these weightlifting teams always stay here. <laughs> in the from Uganda. It will put... Uh, Brisbane's already a great global city, but it will be just make an enormous difference ongoing, ongoing because it's just a, a, a highlight, just as the football here uh, last year, the, the Women's World Cup with the magical Matildas uh, was fantastic for tourism here as well. We better wrap it up. But uh, we're on to you. I see how you're going around talking to FM stations these days. Never happened previously with because that's where the listeners are. And Absolutely. We ask easy questions about rugby we, league. We take, <laughs> no, I mean uh, we I, should reference the booing at the tennis yeah, as well. Why, why, I mean this uh, pen up. Why, why do people do that? Is it just because you're prime minister? Because it's funny to is, boo the prime minister. Australian like, tradition. Yeah, Australian right. tradition. Go. Give him ten <laughs> minutes. Get out of it. <laughs> Good on you, Albo. Thank you for your time, sir. It's 104.5 Triple M. Don't boo him on the way out. Behave yourself. Triple M Breakfast. Model Margo and Dan on 104.5 Triple M. Oh, we've got the announcement that Adam Lambert's headlining the Mardi Gras. We've got Louis Tomlinson from a, a, from One Direction. A, how do you know Brisbane. what an Adam Lambert is? For I just beginners. saw it over your shoulder on the <laughs> on TV. The TV and Imran Khan's been sentenced to 10 years. Uh, there's too much news going on today, but in amongst everything, we've already announced Godfrey's at the start of the show. Oh, about rest in peace. Half an hour yeah. ago. Poor old Godfrey's. They're gone. They've had enough of sucking up bowling, bowling balls. balls. There wasn't a lot of money in that. Unfortunately, uh, people with errant bowling balls around their house wasn't a big enough problem to sustain their business model. Cleanliness is next to Godfreyness. They'll find somebody, somebody to buy it. And, and we did identify the police have prosecuted Dyson for killing Godfrey's and they'll spend some time in jail. Uh, but apart from that, it's now Sarah Lee. Remember at the end of last year, they went into voluntary administration and they were looking for a buyer. You know who Sarah Lee is, the dessert cheesecake, cheesecake mob. These people. 
Sara Lee Cheesecake. It's incredible what people will do for the only cheesecake good enough to be called Sara Lee. Nobody doesn't like Sara Lee. Is that from no 1920? Is that from 1920? <laughs> done an ad for 400 years. <laughs> so who's, anyway, who's saving them? Uh, saving them. Now, it was a familiar name. It was, I went, who the hell are they? Clark Quinn and his wife, Brooke. Okay, and I'm going, oh, what, who are they? What do they do? I've heard that name before. They're the two, about 10 years ago, they saved Daryl Lee. So they've gone from saving Daryl Lee and then they sold it, I read, about five years ago. So remember Daryl Lee, nah, the chocolate people? Oh, diabetes. Gee, they're buying up a lot of sugary <laughs> companies. <laughs> but uh, does Brett Lee need some saving or Shane Lee? You I don't know. You don't need Sally and Brett. I don't know. Daryl Summers yeah. needs saving. So they seem to be, be saving Daryl's. They say, and I go, well, hold on. How did they come? So 10 years ago, they saved Daryl Lee, that which is, you know, and kept it in Australian hands. Sarah Lee. And then they sold it to somebody. And it's it's still going, Daryl Lee. Sarah Lee, they've sa- they're saving that because, and I'll quote, we're just a small Aussie family that shared in the tradition of having Sarah Lee apple pie and vanilla ice cream every Sunday night at the dinner table and could not be more proud to put the Aussie maiden own stamp on the Sarah Lee bread. Mm. Sounded like great. Yeah. And I went, hold on, who are these people? Who are they? And then mm. I remember... I remember. They are, he is the son of Tony and Christina Quinn. VIP pet food. Now, oh, no. what we will clearly see here is some kangaroo <laughs> kangaroo flavoured dessert. Dog, dog dessert. <laughs> well, we've got a kangaroo issue, mate, in this country. Everyone needs to do their part. How many how many kangaroos are in Australia? How does kangaroo go with ice vanilla ice cream? I don't know, but it looks like we'll be going down that track and it's good protein, mate. Good way to get your protein dessert, Tom. Oh, my Tom. God. What? There's like 16 million kangaroos I in know. Australia. I know. We basically, every adult needs to eat a kangaroo each if we're going to get and this problem. we can problem. fix things up. Uh, we're going to bring this to Albo later today at 20 past eight. Well, I want to run by him. <laughs> in terms of the kangaroo problem, if we just got, what, a dozen lions from Africa <laughs> and just let them go, because at the moment, yeah, this is my per theory, kangaroos are up themselves, nothing kills them, so they just go, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? A couple of bullets occasionally, but really... If there were 12 lions patrolling and working from the centre of Australia out... Forget Africa, mate. We've got lions here. Just unleash Lockie Neal, Oscar oh, McInerney in the middle of Australia. How did we get to that? Hunt down some kangaroos. How did we get to that? Day of the lions. Well done, Sarah Lee. <laughs> Daryl Lee. Triple M Breakfast. With Mato, Margo and Dan. Some tough stuff happened on the north side yesterday with that inundation and floodwaters came up at Bray Park, Brendale, Strathpine, Samford, Samford uh, Caboolture, Morrow Field, and one of the faces on the news last night was a bloke called Reggie, and I feel for him. Anytime I hear of a tradesman who has his ute stolen or his trailer stolen, or in Reggie's case, all his gear got flooded, it's okay to lose a washing machine or a dryer or a TV or something or other. He lost his ability to lose money yesterday, and to uh, make we, money, we, yeah. D- to make money, and we saw him on the news. Reggie Matthews is a young tradie. I've just started my own business this year, and, uh, yeah, all my tools to work is gone. We've got him, Mato. Well, who? We got him. One triple three five three. We threw the number out there. Reggie in Bray Park. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad. Dry today. Yeah. <laughs> now listen. When I saw you last night, I'm a old carpenter, Reggie, and a builder. Um, I saw you. I saw those tools. I've had I've had floods go through my toolbox before. Pull some of them apart today and throw some WD forty. There's part one. But part two is you had a lot of Milwaukee gear, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, central amount. 
All right. You, you obviously didn't go to work yesterday. You probably can't go to work today. You're losing money by the day and you've got nothing, no tools yeah, to help well, you make money. What can you do, Rich? What are you going to do? Can you borrow some or, or are you just stuffed now? Yeah, my mate, he said he was going to lend me some vegetables, but, like, that's temporary. Yeah, I've got to pull them apart. I haven't got any permission to do this, but I'm going to throw them up, and if it doesn't work out, I'll throw my own dough in there. Two, I'll give you two grand, you two, or one or, one or two, to go to Total Tools. You've heard of Total Tools? Yeah, of course. Pete Timms, former Pete co-host Tims. of our wonderful show here at Triple M. I love you, brother. Oh, listen to the suck G'day, up. G'day, gang. How are we? Listen yeah. to the suck, I love you. He's, he's two grand down. What have you got to say, Pete? Mate, well, we've got the store in Virginia, so we're going we're gonna to front it all for Marto. Oh, Total Tools. Oh, Reggie's all sorted. Uh, you're kidding. Are you? You're going to front up because I'm happy to go a grand, grand with you. But are you, are you no, happy? no, mate. We'll front up. We'll look after Reggie. Don't you worry about that. Oh, and you can come in too, Gregory. Well, mate, my uh, my name, my framing gun, seventy five mil Senko. It's <laughs> no. stuffed at the moment. I was going to get it fixed. Oh, what? So all now right. Reggie oh. gets seventeen fifty, and you'll take two fifty. <laughs> oh, no, that's a six hundred dollar gun. Oh, no. I've spoken to the boys. It's all sorted. Right. Hey, listen. The other one was he had a mate. He lost all his clothes. Yeah. He's Hey, right, if, you, to if you see a bloke walk in yeah. nude, that's good. We asked him before this interview if he wanted to put a shirt on, but he didn't have one. All my tools are gone, all my clothes. I don't have clothes no more. All my clothes are wet. I save one drawer of clothes before it got under. Reggie, can, can you to... throw some merch in, like a T-shirt? <laughs> Reggie, yeah, we'll jocks. get him some Milwaukee shirts, yeah. some Akita shirts, total tool shirts, you name it. <laughs> oh, thanks. Best, <laughs> total tools. Go on, bro. All right, thanks, we'll get mate. that out of way before <laughs> the end of the show. You're a legend, Timsy. Good man. Good to hear Cheers, from you. guys. Nice, mate. There you go, Pete Tim. From Title Tools. Triple <laughs> Totally awesome. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Question without notice, not just for you, but for everyone else. One triple three five three, please ring us if you can know the answer to this. What where does the term going commando come from? Like I understand what Going commando means As it in means no underdirt. So. You, you're clear on that. Everyone's yeah. clear on that. Kath was watching something. One triple three five three. Where does it come from? Because do the SAS guys? There are they commandos? Do they wear underpants? No. I don't know. No, you have to. Otherwise, what you'll get it? you'll get one of your nuts taken off by a sniper. Or if you get a sneaky nut coming out. Well, they don't wear shorts though. Imagine that. They don't wear shorts, and they'd probably have them camouflaged. But no, what does it mean? Commando it means. It means you're on the loose in your pants, doesn't it? Oh, so hang on, maybe your actual junk is the it's, commando. <sighs> like it's going commando. Commando. Cats, all right, where it came from. One, triple, three, five, three. Anyone need to wrap this up straight away? But she was watching something on one of her shows on Netflix, binge watching something last night, I'm paying the bills, and she said, why do... And one of the characters had said to the boyfriend, oh, you're commando, there was some sort of lovey-dovey scene, and she's obviously gone, oh, no undies. And Kath's goes, why do they call it no going commando? I go, oh, that's... And then I realised I don't know why they Even call it. dumber question from me, mm. what is a commando? Like, I know that it's a type of army personnel. A, a really top... Is what? it the SAS? Yeah, well, they're commandos. The Navy's... What's, well, Navy SEAL's Navy, right? Well, they're is commandos. A, is a commando an army Navy SEAL? I think it's a, a, am if I you're making at the top any, of your game. Am I having a stroke currently? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Can somebody please ring us on one triple three five three with a going commando? Um, because it just means you've got... Things sneaking around. Is that are they sneaking sneak, around sneak, in your sneaking up? Are commandos sneaky people? Out. Just can I just focus on that sniper? By the way, imagine a sniper who would only shoot testicles off.
That is terrible. No, that's ridiculous. They take out a country, but in 30 years, because they can't breed anymore, I'm not actually going to kill anyone. I'm just going to shoot. But, so <laughs> commandos are the most dangerous soldier. Well, not if they don't have balls anymore, because I've shot them off. But I don't know. Can we place... Is anyone worthwhile playing of these people who are ringing? Well, there's lots of people calling All right. in. Our, our producers can be overcautious sometimes, and obviously there's people being rude <laughs> to them at this stage. There's lots of people. Lots of people calling. Give us one to take. Just, just throw one over and trust us. Well, otherwise, I'll just pick a random one, and you guys don't want that out there. Surely there's got to be an ex-military, somebody who's old military, yes. and guys, listen, this is where it came from. Maybe no, Maybe we don't know this, no soldier wears underpants ever, and that's why they wear camouflage so that... The, you know, stains don't show. What, do you think they wear poo camouflage? No, but that's what happens if you don't wear underpants. We have ex... We've got veterans on here. There's veterans listening. Well, that's who I want to talk to. Well, don't insinuate they don't wipe their bum properly. Oh, yeah, look at Jared. Are we going to talk to somebody? I want to talk to somebody now. Put one over now. We've got to go to the traffic. Put one on now. Hurry up. Real quick. I haven't got time. There's so many. Here you go. Ex-military. I told you, Graham, Marto's insinuating that you you have skid marks as well. Do you want to respond to that, first of all? Uh, No, definitely no skid marks there, mate. Do you wear underpants in the military? Well, mate, when you're in the military, you're always ready for action. So, and commandos are always ready for some action. So yeah. that means no undies, mate. You're ready for a Friday night and action. It's easier to get the action because you don't. You got one less layer to take off, Gray, and that's well. When you get home, yes, huh? Well, when you're out, when you're home, wherever, mate, you've got to always be ready. Be ready. Yeah, and you can nude up quicker. How long does it take people to take their underpants off around this joint? Anyway. Uh, Jared, Jared. Oh, that's Molly Meldrum's <laughs> pants coming down. Jared from Belmere, do you know anything about this? Yeah, so the whole commando comes from back in the old war times when the troops used to march out and they were weeks on end down the bush. A lot of it could actually cause a lot of chafing with the underwear, which caused mass discomfort for the soldiers. Oh yeah. So. Basically, by removing the underwear, cause less chafing and happier soldiers. So Jared Wallace needs to wear less underwear to prevent mm, the chafing. chafing. No, he needs smaller thighs. <laughs> um, that, I thought you'd get more chafing with no underwear on, Jared. But also, if you're well, out, yeah, Jared, uh, sorry. Uh, I would have, I would agree with that. But uh, you got to try it sometime. It's, um, it's definitely less chafing. Jared, are you wearing underwear right now or not? I am. I'm actually on the way to work, so... I don't believe you, Jared. Lie to us. So that's the thing. In the war, they'd be out there seven days, ten days, 14 days. You can't take 14 pairs of undies. So you just go, oh, I can't wear them again. Yeah. Just go, but then come... You, hold on. the tree, someone's losing I don't know who's. I don't know who's you told You see that, that red dot, that red laser point on your ball, mm, Now listen to this. Here's the true answer. Going commando... Was coined during the Vietnam War. It used to be a Scottish term going regimental because of their kilt and, and they didn't wear undies underneath their kilts, but right. the Yanks made it their own in the 70s. Going regimental? I don't know. You were never going to get Regimental to soldier? What's that song? The and Steve, this will be the last one. Steve from Logan Home, we'll get to the traffic. Vietnam War fighting in the jungles gave you crotch rot or what we call here boing boing. <laughs> Your last thing you want when you're fighting, <laughs> fighting a war, a your people boy coming boy. at you is to be scratching. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Has anyone got any oh. canister? This is horrible. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Brisbane has. Ned Brockman. 
First of all, props what? to Ned no, Brockman. What? No, we had Ned Brockman he, in here. He did wonderful, wonderful work. A lot of respect for Ned Brockman. 46 days, 4,000 kilometres, $1.85 million for homelessness he raised. Cottesloe to Bondi. Incredible running. But unfortunately, he's ruined charity running for the rest of history. Case in point, a fella called Tim Franklin, a Brisbane man who's running across the entire world currently what? and no one knows about him. Hold on. Well, I've never heard of him. Tim Franklin, a Brisbane bloke, is running across... How do you run across the world? The world what? apparently is only Portugal to Turkey, Malaysia to Singapore, slow Australia... Down, slow down, Portugal to Turkey, yes. Yes, Malaysia to Singapore, okay. Australia, New Zealand, USA, Chile to Argentina. Notable absentees from that list. A, a place called Africa. All of Africa. Antarctica, mind you. And, doesn't get a look and, in. Yeah. Well. S- started on the 3rd of December in 2022. He's been going South for a while. South Bank Parklands. He's been running for over 400 what, days. This did month. he take off from Brisbane and he's going to finish in Brisbane? He returns to Perth this weekend to go one higher than Ned Brockman, run Perth to Brisbane, raising money for mentoring programs for the disadvantaged. Oh, it's I'd a never, wonderful idea, but... Is, what's his name? I just told, I told you his name just then. Ned Brockman. <laughs> Tim Franklin. Was, Tim Franklin. Poor Tim Franklin. What can we the, can we it, help him out? Well, I, I don't yeah, even man. have his website oh in it. Just, just Google him. Come on, mate. Running if you're going to run the world. How about the farm? Who was the farmer? Pat Farmer. Pat farmer running around Uluru because of the, no, he the ran, vote. He, did a, he ran there outside of Australia. Ned Brockman, didn't he? And Ned Brockman only ran across Australia. See, we don't made, even know the details because Ned Brockman has, has ruined this bloke got a mullet? He needs a mullet. I don't even know what he looks like. Uh, If he was good-looking young like Ned Brockman with a mullet, he'd he'd brain it. TimRunsTheWorld.com. Hey, listen, what about when he's on, like, if he catches a boat across the ocean while he's running around the world, is he on a treadmill the whole time? He should be on Icon of the Seas, that Mm, giant. Just on a treadmill. On the water slide. What are you doing, Tim? What's his name, Tim? What are you doing, Tim? (laughs) Running around the world. What are you doing, Ned? No, I'm Tim. Oh, God. I've got a mate called uh, Max Price. He's a comedian. You might have seen him in some of the gambling ads. He's a very funny Oh, sports. One of those sports that bet things. He actually just did a sketch on his Instagram. Max Price 3, I think he is on Insta. He's very funny. You probably know who he is to look at. This is his impersonation of a bloke who's just done an enormous charity run and turned up and no one's there. Where's everyone? Seriously, where is everyone hiding? Where are you? Seriously, where is everyone? Today Show cameras? Carl Stefanoni, where are you? Where are you, mate? Where's Carl? So no one's here for me. I ran the whole way across Australia and no one showed up at the finish. How much did we raise? 86 bucks. $86. I've literally got a magnet in my shoe right now. While you were driving in the car behind me, clearly doing f*** all. Ned Brockman has a f***ing book. Now, what did we do? Raise $86. I've made a genuine f- myself, haven't I? Run across Australia for charity. What a f***ing dumb idea. That was literally six weeks of avoiding getting killed by road trucks and brown snakes for $86. The Uber to get to the airport at the start of the trip, was that was $97. That's the last time I'm doing anything for charity. That I can tell you for free. That's triple. Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Hey, we never reflected because we weren't on air on Friday on the Australian of the Year, which got announced last Thursday night, and it was that wonderful couple, well, not a couple, but the two professors, the guy who's got brain cancer who have tried to fix melanoma. They're virtually finding a cure for cancer and well-deserved Australian of the Year, okay? They were the New South Wales entry, 
but I wanted to talk about, well, I, we tried to ring him and get him on Thursday. We finally got him now because he was the Queensland Australian of the Australian Year. Australian of the Year. And what a story he has to tell. We'll, we'll say hello first. Marco Renai, how are you, mate? G'day, team, and go Queenslanders. Yeah. Yeah. Queenslanders. Actually, you're the Queenslander. Queenslanders. What did we yes. win the other night? We won the Senior of the Year, didn't we? Uh, we actually won the young. We won the young. Oh, Emma, Emma McEwen. McEwen. Yeah. The program you're running is quite incredible. Yeah. It's called Men of yeah. Business. Can you describe it to us first? Yeah, look, um, you know, I suppose where it was born out of is that there's a whole heap of lost boys out there. I've been working this for 13 years. Um, a community and myself came together to raise a million dollars to build a pilot program. That pilot program opened in 2020, and currently we've got 220 boys from all over southeast Queensland that are in education, finding jobs, pathways, working with psychologists and Connors assessments, and truly changing their lives. And off the back of this amazing week that we had, I'm inspired, mate. I'm I'm looking forward to roll these programs and support programs all across Queensland because no one's looking after early intervention. No one's trying to sort these boys out so they don't fall out of the systems. And I believe we've just got the best model to do it. They've come from some pretty tough areas. They don't belong. They feel like the community doesn't love them. They don't even love themselves. So until we solve that, we can't watch them fly. I've even got 30 boys that have year two level reading. Mm, they're disconnected you know, and disengaged, aren't they? Disconnected. Yeah. They're completely disengaged. They believe the community hates them. They believe they don't fit the system. And we've got to change that. Otherwise, you know, we're going to keep seeing more and more what's happened. And I think that's been a consequence of the last 20 years of using suspension and expulsion. We've put them out onto the streets. And you know what it's like. If you put someone out on the streets, they're going to find the wrong mentor. And that's Mm. all that's happened. They've found people who are pretending to love them, but get them to do the wrong things. And that's why you've got 13-year-old kids stealing cars and doing all this because they've fallen down the wrong pathways. And we've got to get them back. I've got solutions, I've got programs, and, and I've got some ideas. Hopefully for, the government right. listen to you and give you further funding. Right, they arrive. What happens? Oh, mate, when they arrive, it's amazing. So I've got uh, DJ playing, barber cutting hair, men shaking your hands at the front door and introducing you to all the people you don't know. Downstairs, a full buffet of food, table tennis, old school arcade games, really like a home environment to make them feel welcome. And more importantly, make them feel like it's a place they want to come. Once we get that right and we get them feeling safe, then they can choose between their educational pathway, which is a QCE education or a QCA, or our jobs pathways team, which puts them into apprenticeships, sends them to TAFE, gets them experience, or my wellness team, which is led by two full-time psychologists. All the boys get Connor's assessments, so we find out what mental you know, disabilities or anxiety or depression or, you know, a trauma that they're dealing with so that we can actually work to actually build them up from oh the inside God. out. Yeah, a website, Marco, where can people go? Yeah, we're, uh, we're Men of Business. So if they look, either look up Mob Academy or www.menofbusiness.com.au, uh, they'll see where they can um, basically uh, donate. And it's two-sided and- as well, Marco, isn't it? Because not only do you stop these blokes from committing crimes, they then become very useful in society yeah. and mm. they become carpenters oh. or they become engineers, tradies, engineers, doctor, whatever they want to yeah. be. So, and can I tell you that? And can I tell you the major part of it that is the is the unknown piece? Yeah. When you mentor and you support this, and you come and talk to these boys, I think it's three sided. As a man, when you come and get to share your story and help someone, there's something that it does to your heart, and it changes the way you look at life because you're actually helping someone else to a successful life, yeah. or helping someone else who didn't have something, and that's mm. a payment that you can't get 
from a dollar and you can't get from the pub or whatever. It's a, it's a different sort of payment. So it's a win-win-win. The, the gift of giving never it, feels bad. It's the best kind of pyramid scheme, isn't it? Because you can then that's spread correct. it onto people close to you and the whole of yeah. society just gets better. Marco, and that's because of people like you, mate, Good CEO chat. of Man mm. of Business. And what a wonderful thing you're doing. Well-deserved Queensland Rep Australian of the Year. Marco, good on you. Thanks for your support. Love going on this journey with you. Look forward to talking about it when oh. we get this thing built and done. Yeah, keep, yeah, hey, keep, keep, talk, keep talking. Mm. We can, uh, yeah, keep talking every few months. You're, you're the closest we can see to somebody who's got a plan. Got a plan and I'm ready. We're coming. And right. there's a whole community too, mate. It's not just me. There's yourselves. There's thousands of people yep. who are already on this journey who want to see the change. So we're, uh, we're excited. Awesome, mate. We'll talk to you. Thank you. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane as Certainly is. Margo Parker out today. Anthony Albanese is going to be in at 8.20. Well, we're going to have to ask him about that, getting booed at the tennis. Popularity sliding, I believe. Peter from Debra. I don't Peter think Dutton's that was the voice. Message. I don't think that was the voice that he wanted. Boo! <laughs> but that's what's got up. Yeah, flip flopping is being accused of breaking promises. We'll get to all of that with Albo. Hey, let's talk about the royal family. Of course, last week they, uh, yeah, the, um, the machines were malfunctioning and they had to get them fixed up in hospital. King Charles first. Swapping a hospital gown for a suit, tie and a coat, King Charles smiled and waved before sliding into the back seat of a palace Audi. And I think we described last week uh, what he was in for, and it was a, an enlargement of his todger. That's believe, why he slided in. I believe it was an enlargement of his prostate that he was I getting. I don't think so. <laughs> I have to say he looked pretty well. Um, you know, he was walking a little bit gingerly. That's maybe to be expected. And he won't be uh, back at work for a while, but he's going back to his, um, his London home tonight. Back at work. Work. What work? What work? Work. Yeah, yes. We call on that work, are we? What? Cutting ribbons. Uh, I hereby announce the These hospitals are open. Yeah. Mm. So the crown jewels needed to be sorted out, did they? Yeah. So he's a little bit sore and sorry, and thankfully, after the enlargement, uh, yeah, Camilla was there. Queen Camilla, who's visited Charles every day since he checked in for surgery on Friday. Many thought Queen Camilla was here visiting King Charles as he recovers from his treatment for an enlarged prostate, but this is a surprise. Mm. Prostate, mate, not penis. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, of course, Princess Kate was also, she was in hospital after her breast enlarged. <laughs> Just hours earlier, Kensington Palace announced yeah. the clinic's other royal patient, the Princess of Wales, had been discharged after undergoing abdominal surgery 13 days ago. Uh, abdominal, abdominal surgery. Okay, that's, that's Camilla whose boobs are that low. Uh, Kate's are fine. Well, it depends if they're support. <laughs> Wait until you see. You haven't seen Kate's newies, have you? That's the thing. And here we go. This will put to... Uh, uh, what did you say? Uh, uh, prostate. Yeah. Well, it's quite clear. This is ABC reporting. The king walked out of the clinic with Queen Camilla, stopping to wave to well wishes. He was admitted on Friday for treatment of an enlarged... Penis. See? <laughs> now, that's ABC reporting. They would not... <laughs> They would not. On report and in the bit. Mardo, Margo and Dan on Triple M. Oh, the Aussie cricket team keeps rolling on despite what the Windies did the other day. But just talking cricket, we've got one of the crates of Queensland cricket who's written a book, and it seems like a quite remarkable one. I read a great article uh, where they reviewed it on the weekend. It's called The Winner's Mindset. He's with us right now. Shane Watson, the Ipswich boy, mate. Good. How are you, mate? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, mate. How have you been seeing the uh, 
cricket recently. That uh, loss mm. to the Windies makes things a bit interesting. Well, it certainly does when it comes to the World Test Championship now. It makes it a bit more difficult for the Australians to make it into the final for that. But oh, it was a great test match. And to see the Windies um, be able to show the fight that they did to get themselves back into that test match from in the first innings in particular, sure. to be able to come home with a wet sail was, look, that's what world cricket's wanting is the West Indies to be very strong and I'm sure that will give them an incredible amount of confidence um, especially in the in the longer format for sure. The Windies uh, win lends into the title of your book, The Winner's Mindset. They were spurred on by comments from, who's the old fella that said Rodney Flogg. Rodney Flogg Rodney who Hogg. came out and said, oh they're pathetic they're hopeless, they're useless you know, they're going to be no good and they went hang on a second, Don't, like we want to prove to the world that we aren't pathetic and we are good and they turned that around on their head well, that's exactly right. And and for the the individuals and, and collectively as a team, a lot of the time, those are the things that really set your, your mindset into the right direction to be their very, very best. Uh, the West Indian team obviously used that as motivation and that extra bit of energy. Did you also watch the tennis and watch how a five-set match, so many players won the first two sets and then went, oh, this is easy, I'm cruising. But the guy who ultimately won, and including Sinner, he came back from two sets. Down. Yeah, it was up Does to... that mean... Is it attitude as important as physical prowess? Look, there's no, there, absolutely, there's no question. Physically, you need to have the the um, the demands to be able to deal with a, a longer version of the game, like tennis, for example, to be able to physically be able to cope with five sets. But a huge part of it is is your mental energy. And most of us in general are very good at torching through that mental energy really quickly. And I was a master of that. And that's, um, I believe that's one of the reasons why my test batting career in particular, I wasn't able to really make the most of my good days because I'd just burn through my mental energy and then I'd oh, make a mistake. A lot of junior coaches listening right now, let's say, you see David Warner used to take, or you know, when he played, um, took his gloves off and undid them after every ball. That was to reset. Steve Smith does the same thing. He goes, oh, nearly got out. I don't care about, I can't change that move on to the next one. How do you train that? Everyone's got to understand what their routine of thoughts are from ball to ball to be able to make sure that they are correctly focused, which in between balls, correctly focused is actually being switched off and different people have different techniques. Mine, in the end, was having a song in my head. Some people think about their, their breath to be able to actually bring them back to being very present. Um, and what it's just song? understanding what, what song, their technique Wado? is. You can't get, you're not getting well, away with that. What yeah. were you singing in your head? Was it Taylor Swift? <laughs> Look, it, you probably, <laughs> it, it was more like Keith Urban being a Queenslander. Keith Urban's songs oh. were normally sort of roaming around in my, in my head. We've got our blokes sitting in their cars, driving to work on the trade side, uh, and they're like, how does this apply to me, Shane? Does this apply to them? And what would you say to them? Uh, why would they pick up your book to read it? It certainly applies to everyone. The the information in the book is is universal because we're all trying to perform at our very best. We're all trying to understand how to be able to control our thoughts so they are on the right things at the right times. And one question that really stood out to me when I was learning this information was, when is worrying about the result ever made the result better? And that's something that I was incredibly good at was, was worrying about the result because I was so desperate for the best results I possibly could. But unfortunately, results are out of your control. Well, we've got to let you go. The book is The Winner's Mindset. Mate, can I just quickly, can I just throw some descriptions at you here and you give us the player that springs to mind that you played with? Best leader? Ricky Ponting. Best storyteller? <laughs> best storyteller. Um, Dave Warner. Okay, biggest <laughs> pest. Also Dave Warner? <laughs> Uh, no, I'd say uh, Glenn McGrath was. He oh, he always made you keep on your toes. Okay. Best drinker. 
gosh, that's... All right. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of them. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Top six. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest tight ass water. Look, I've only this is only really from experience um, with what I've heard, not so much with um, my dealings with him, but I've heard Steve Waugh was always oh. didn't really part with his money that often. Mark always and had Mark to pick up the, the bill. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and last one, Watto, worst haircut? I'd say mine, the mullet. Didn't mm. really go down that well. It's sort of coming back into favour now. Oh, you were ahead yeah, of your time. Again, you loosened it, Watto. <laughs> you loosened it, mate. Good on you, buddy. The winner's mindset in all good bookstores on January 31 today. Thanks, Watto. Appreciate it, guys. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margot and Dan. Brisbane as. Doing it for Totally Tools this morning. No, just Total Tools. Total Tools. Oh, no, I've ruined the plug already. Yeah. You're an idiot. Now, we, we did promise. We <laughs> promised to help out Reggie from Bray Park. He lost all these tools. Yeah. Thank God I was going to have to put up two grand. But uh, Total Tools have come in and you said to me you were supposed to do an ad up. I'd forgotten about you it. You said it to Pete Timms, former member of this show, yeah. who's running a few Total Tools Him now. and his cousin have got a few Total Tools shops. So they said, we'll cover the two grand. And then I said, okay, well, you've got to get something out of this, Timsy. How about Marto does you an ad? You forgot about that. Well, I was You're having just... so much fun booing our Prime Minister that I forgot how to do an ad. And yeah. then you go, oh, hurry up. How did I end up involved in this too? Because you, you I gave needed me another person. I have, you gave me lines about washing machines and right. roast chickens and stuff. All right. I had approximately four minutes while Bruce Springsteen was doing his Dancing in the Dark. I've done it, recorded it. There's sounds under it. There's Thank God for Rick, our audio guy. I don't know what it sounds like, but I don't care. I'm washing my hands of the whole affair. Thank you, Total Tools. Oh, g'day, mate. You got any washing machines? Total Tools around here, mate. Oh, how about a roast chicken? I just said Total Tools here. Could you do me some golf clubs, maybe a pair of shoes? What about sex toys? Have you got a little area behind some beads? I can have what, are your ears painted on, mate? Total Tools. Uh, look, look what's in the store. Tools everywhere. It's Total Tools. This is the place where Total Tools like you walk in oh. and satisfied customers walk out. Total tools. Totally sorted. <sighs> Job is on report and in the bin. Oh, what's that for? That's my best work. <laughs> they may go under after that. Title tools, and they're a necessary part of this economy. They might go the way of Godfrey's <laughs> after the good <laughs> If you need help with anything, mm. we take the piss a lot, mm. but we've got to burn a phone, Marto. 0484101045. We're happy Actually, to help out, Reggie. You know, we always are. We like to be dickheads a lot of the time. This is what we get branded as. Dinosaur and dickhead. And but if Reggie, you need help. on the way out, when Reggie, we told him we were going to help him, we'll sort all that. I'll go, I'll go up there and meet him today at the yep. Virginia Total Tool Store. But if anyone up there at Bray Park, Brenda, wherever you are, Moray Field, if you want some specific help, put it on the burner phone. We'll deal with it. To, we'll go through it and deal with it tomorrow. We're going to help in many ways. Reggie was actually saying clean up is a big part of it now, just mm. getting mud and slop and, and um, pressure hosing things off out there up at Bray Park and around there. I, be, I believe the council, actually we should probably talk to the council tomorrow, but I believe they're going to go along, load all that rubbish, you put it out on the footpath, load it up. It's, it's the saddest thing. Check your, yeah. can I make the point? Check your rubbish, because I've been involved in a few of these floods, cleaning up afterwards. A lot of people throw things away too too quickly, mm. like especially some of the electrical stuff, you can dry it out. Put WD-40 after you take the cover off. WD stands for water displacement. Yeah. You can fix some of this gear. In that last flood, Kath actually put you out to get taken away. That's not funny. On report and in the bits. That's not funny. Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as.
Hey, before we uh, head off, well, you know how Trump the other day it was after Who? we, which Don- one? Donald Trump, the, oh, the Trumpster, the, uh, the Donald. This one. What's going on over there, you're thinking? And did you see the other day where he's involved in a heap of civil cases? Not criminal, but civil, where they say, yes, you are a fool and a joke and you slandered me. And the other day, that E. Jean Carroll, mm. uh, she said that you uh, painted me in a bad light. She was uh, suing him for libel. She was awarded, I think it was $160 million, and finally she's broken. She's the one that said you sexually assaulted me in the dressing room of a New York mm-hmm. department store. He got found guilty, but then he said... Said, Marto, that he didn't do it because... You weren't my type. And <laughs> she said that defamed her. Mm, and it did. And I, I think it was $160 million, something incredible like that she's been awarded, whether or not he coughs it up. Yeah. Well, it's a, civ- it's a civil case, so it's a jury. A jury decided. That's right. Give, so Give her the money. Does he have the money? It doesn't. Well, it will work it out soon because she has finally broken her silence and said where she want, where she will spend some of the money. E. Jean Carroll, the writer who Donald Trump sexually abused and defamed, says she will spend some of the $126 million in compensation she won from the former president on something Trump really hates. Something Ooh. Trump really Ooh. hates, but... She hasn't said exactly what that might be. Let's help her out uh, well, here. Okay. You know what he hates? This move to stop tanning clinics, clearly. Yeah. He, uh, he, he hates he, that. He loves a uh, solarium, loves, doesn't yeah, he? By the way, yes. you know what he loves too much? The goggles in the solarium, because it's very obvious that mm. he's got the white around the eyes. Mm. He loves goggles, so he wouldn't give money to Speedo for goggles. He Jeez. hates a hairdresser. Hates a comb. He loves a comb over, but he hates a comb. She, she could give the money to Stefan. Mm. He hates hairdressers. He hates much. a lot of things. If you think back over the years, all those people, what was that little bloke who was the chief of medicine when he was president? Anthony Fauci! Uh, he hated him. <laughs> so, so she should hand a million dollars to him, Fauci. Give some money what to... about if she gave money to the current president? Joe Biden! How about um, I've just had a look through the system here. Have you got? Have I've you got a list of people, just, he, uh, things, and I've, people he hates? I've just typed in Trump. His oranges. Mm, he hates oranges. Well, but he loves well, he being, likes he being likes orange. Yosemites. Yosemites. Hang on, isn't that a Looney Tunes guy? Yosemite. Yosemite Sam. Yosemites. What else don't you like, Donnie? Thailand. 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 He doesn't Thailand. like pronouncing Thailand. 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 He it sounds like a nightclub. Thailand. Is he aware Strip of Thailand? Thai I've never heard. Did he actually? Hold on. Have you got that one where he had to introduce the Indian cricketers? Like, oh, he hates cricket. Swami Vive Kamunand Suchin Tendulkar Tuvirat Kohli. Tuvirat Kohli. So mosquitoes. He hates mosquitoes. I hates them. Yeah. Get those lights off. Yeah. He hates lights. Hates li- well, but then again, he loves a solarium. Mm. Mitch, any any suggestions on what yeah. Donald Trump hates before you take over? Oh, I can tell you what he loves. Mm. It's a bit of Elton John, his favourite song. Rocket Man loves it. <laughs> Turns it up in the car. Good work from you, Mitch. He's getting to the age where he's going to love it. Depends, too. <laughs> what do you do if you live over there? Are those your two options? Oh, he hates, pe- hates people with big thumbs. You know, that little thumb he's got Joe Biden. Uh, uh, he loves concert tickets. So yeah. Mitch, uh, he'll be listening this morning. He especially he? loves bands that phrase the term placenta falls to the floor.
live. We love the music. We love the band. We're giving them away all day on Triple M. It's going to be good. They're coming here, right? Are they going to play in Thailand? <laughs> They're in Thailand. <laughs>